0: be onto the mind it's the mind that wants to keep you safe and small and the more you sit in meditation or you more that you train the mind you're gonna be onto it quicker the next time and you're gonna get on the other side of that door
1: quicker Uh, when we can quickly shift it to gratitude or something we can do we we immediately build momentum or continue momentum um so there's another way and i feel as coaches and this is what I, i i i've been working on um is that we got to have fun with this, right? We got to have fun with this experience. And, you know, I'll call it off season, what we're in right now, or or the building season, like it's okay to go for hikes. It's okay to go skiing. It's okay to go for long walks. Um, It's okay to swim and just, just float. Like there's things that can keep momentum going. So the alternative in my experience is that nothing happens, right? uh it's zero uh, it's red on training peaks well the alternative to that is you can message your coach and you can say well I, i'm unable to get this workout in what can i do and i and i really feel strongly about that opportunity as coaches uh with yogi triathlete that we allow for that like we provide that environment where we can help you we can give you something every day and if it's not possible what's on training peaks we can give you something else
2: focus on what they can do because as triathletes there's always going to be some niggles here and there and it's they want to be at the level they were before but they might have to back off on certain aspects that's one of the great things about triathlete is that we got so many options swim bike run yoga Um, strength training so there's so many things we can do so if we could get them to focus on what they can and not worry about what niggle they have or what opportunity they have in the body then when the time is right they're gonna come back stronger than before
3: we don't just have triathletes we have triathletes and we have runners and and from day one we always want to be inclusive. So it's all levels, right? Which is such a gift that we have all four of us because we would always have an A team and a B team, right? Like anybody wanted to run off the front uh, with Clark, uh, they could run off the front. and um, But it's not just swim, bike, run or run. It's... Um, we had a cacao ceremony. <laughs> we yep. had a journaling workshop, we, which is yep. so important, I think, for athletes, the journaling. We had a bike mechanics workshop. We had a vegan-powered athlete workshop. We had meditation. We had yoga. Like, and, uh, and to fit that in and to create a schedule like that, it's a lot of you know doing it and walking away and letting it sit. And, um, yeah, I think, I think it was pretty good. I think I, think I get better and better at it. Hey Yogi Triathlete community, welcome back to the show. This is our 300th episode and we're bringing you guys the coaches. We're going to give you everything you want and probably a lot of what you don't want to hear, but we're going to bring it. I'm excited to be here with Coach Beach, the leader of the pack. And we've got Coach Liz, our running coach, ultra running, road running, marathon running, slow running, fast running, whatever kind of running you want to do. She's got you covered. And then we got, uh, Daniel, vegan powered athlete, our triathlon coach. Uh, love these guys. We just shared an amazing experience with them at camp which I'm sure we're going to get into, but uh, welcome to the show. 300th episode. What do you think,
1: Beach? This It's a big one. Yeah, 300. 200, 200 was... Uh, I don't remember who 200 was. 100 was Mike Riley. <laughs> it was Riley. really
3: memorable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 100 was Mike Riley, though. I remember that. But 300 <laughs> is... We're laying it down. Like the movie 300. We're just going to...
3: I totally have a Coach Lasso uh, reference right now, but Daniel and Liz, I don't think, have watched it yet. But remember when she brings... She's like, welcome... So-and-so, he's doing the performance. She's like, all the way from outside. <laughs> yeah. So anybody who knows Coach Lasso is going to know yeah. what we're talking about there. But yeah, well, that's so about our 200th episode, right? You're like, I don't know yeah. who it was. I can't remember. Sorry,
1: 200th episode Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're a little punchy. BJ threw down a massive set for us today in the pool, which is kind of like what the heck just happened. We just recorded a podcast with lots of amazing um, technical difficulties that happened, and we're feeling some major momentum from the East Coast because Coach Liz is throwing down some uh, serious (laughs) mileage this week in prep for the celebration of her birthday. Welcome to the show, Liz. Let us know how your training's going. How's it going this week?
0: So I'm at mile 40, 40 miles in of 55. Cause on Saturday I'm going to be 55 Mm. and in my normal fashion for my birthday, I'm bringing a blizzard along. So (laughs) you're welcome everybody on the East Coast.
3: (laughs) So this is really great though, because so this blizzard's coming on Saturday. This is your birthday. You want to finish up the mileage. So how are you navigating the news? Are you saying, Oh, I don't need to reach my goal. Oh, I'll just skip it. Like, how are you doing this? That's funny.
0: <laughs> um, I'm not going to reach my goal. Well, I'm grateful that I have a treadmill, first of all. So I can always go get miles in on that, which I have been doing. I've been doing both. I've been going outside in the cold plus getting miles in on the treadmill. Um, and I'm just going to get it done. <laughs> That's There's no other like way to get around it. My birthday is always in the winter. I've always had to navigate the weather. <laughs> and I remember when I was a kid, I had many a slumber party canceled. But now, as a mother, I totally bet my mom was going into her bedroom and doing like a happy dance that the blizzard had canceled my party because now she didn't have to entertain a bunch of little kids. So <laughs> that makes me sad and- you had sleepovers canceled. Was sad.
2: I, I was saying I had the
3: present moment awareness, mom. And I'd be like, mom, can I sleep over so-and-so's on Friday? And she's like, it's Tuesday and we're just going to be in Tuesday and we'll see what the day brings and then we'll see what the week brings and check back in with me at the end of the week. I was like,
0: oh,
3: she's like, just be here right now. <laughs> So that is That's totally awesome. where I get it. It was so torturous because everybody was like, oh, I'm in and so-and-so's mom's driving us and so-and-so's mom's going to pick us up the next day. And I'd be like, I have to wait till Friday to see if I can go to the Friday sleepover.
0: <laughs> That's so awesome. So torturous. But really, no, in all seriousness, um, weather never stops me from getting done what I need to get done.
3: <gasps> Boom. Oof.
0: Boom. I love it. Uh, Daniel, how? What was your training today?
2: <laughs> I had a
1: fun swim experience.
3: You had the same fun was swim it fun experience. Or are you,
1: I did. Are you just trying to appease us? Was it fun?
2: Well, so I'm so used to not knowing the workout until I get in the pool with Beach, so. Since I couldn't make it up to Carlsbad today, he sent it to me this morning. And of course, I could have let the mind like, wander and like, oh, I can't do this. Um, I did think about doing it. And I thought about sending the group a text, like, <laughs> warning you guys <laughs> what's ahead. <laughs>
1: Oh, because, yeah, because but, they don't know the, oh, because they don't know the workout when, when you swim with yeah. me, right? I get no,
3: it. we don't know the workout. So we Daniel
1: don't. was going to crash the party. He was going to let us know party. what was
3: coming, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad you didn't, because I was already on the treadmill doing m- mo- many more intervals than I did last week, um, but it was a good workout.
2: So it was a big, it was a big warm-up, 1,000-yard on, warm-up, which is really big for us. Usually we have. A shorter w- warm up and then some pull buoy and that kind of stuff. But it went from like thousand warm up into like band only, <laughs> like twelve times twenty five band only on like a specific time, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then cruised into forty by fifties at tempo pace, which really wasn't as bad as I thought. So, all that chatter this morning I had in the mine and spent all that energy worrying about getting that workout done it was just wasted energy because it turned out to be a great workout.
3: Yeah, it was a good workout. And once you got into the groove, you know, for me, like the first 10, I just felt like I was, I was like looking behind me to see like if I was dragging a barge behind me. And then around 25, I felt really good. But then I remember BJ saying it's about hitting the same time. So I found myself like because I was feeling good, I was putting out a little more effort, and then I was like, found myself getting competitive, like I was trying to beat my time, and I was like, okay, that's not the purpose. So rein it back in, and go back to that consistency. And uh, and I was.
2: So did you guys? Did you guys do all forty no breaks in between?
3: Yeah. We, did, did did you, see, you have breaks? <gasps> <laughs> I had
1: breaks. I gave the option, right? I gave the option. You
2: gave me the option. To, to have a, an extra minute break after every ten or twenty, and I did every ten, I took an extra minute. So.
3: I took a yeah. little extra because I was getting, I was having some goggle opportunities, but um, but the way he dished it out to me was, okay, you're going to do fifties on, you know, this inner, on on a minute, and you know, and if if whatever, maybe go to a minute five. He goes, do twenty of them, or thirty, or forty. I was like oh, 30 or 40, <laughs> like, so then I so in my mind I was like 20 is good, and then I get to 20 and then I started to feel good. So I was like, well, 30 is good, and then I get to 30 and you know, Masters comes in at noon and it's quarter of and they're still swimming and I'm like, I'm not, I can't get out of the pool and go to the hot tub. So I was like, ah, oh, just do 40 and I felt great. Like at the, you know, I think that's endurance, right? Like where you know you're primed as an endurance athlete <coughs> when you're about 90 minutes into the workout and you're like, okay, now I'm feeling good
1: yeah
2: yeah my first 10 my first 10 like went by really quick and then the second 10 i kind of like it hit like a wall a little wall <clears throat> but then the 30 i was like back to having energy again and then the 40 i finished at the same time i had started so it was yeah it was great. Yeah,
3: I love this, you guys, because it's just showing you like just because we're coaches or these guys are the ones that are giving you the workout, it doesn't mean that we don't navigate the same things. And like, Daniel, what you just described is like, it's kind of like the ebbs and flows of an entire day, right? Like we always have these ebbs and these flows.
2: Or an endurance event, you know, an Ironman, you go through those ebbs and th- flows and you have to like push through the mental barriers because I totally, when I was doing that, that second set of 10 and I was like, Oh, this is like, I'm starting to like lose some strength. Um, I totally wanted to just like quit and say, I don't need to do the other four to 20. <laughs> um, but I mean, who's that going to help? It's not going to help me. So um, I stuck with it and then, yeah, I bounced back on the, the final 20. So That's awesome.
0: Well, it just goes to show you that, it'll change. I mean, I've had a couple doubles this week where I run in the morning and then I get some more mileage in in the afternoon. And there's been parts of both of those runs where it's like a slog fest, but I know it's going to pass. And then I get to, you know, a hill repeat and I feel really good. So you just got to, like we always talk about, stay in the moment.
3: Yeah. Like just, just wait, just stay with it. It's going to change. Everything is always changing. It's going to change. It's going to change um, for sure.
2: And, and just start. Yeah. That's the big thing too. Yep. It's the same thing. I had a double run yesterday and like I got home and I was like, I really don't want to do that run because like <laughs> ankles were sore. My legs were still sore for the morning run. But it was like in the first like half mile, it was just like, oh, this is a slog. But then I was like, all of a sudden psh, felt great. Finished to run stronger than I started So. You just got to start. You just got to move the body.
3: Yeah. I think that's another good point. PJ and I were talking the other day. We were like, okay, any of our athletes, any of the athletes on Team Yogi Triathlete or any athletes anywhere out there in the world that are like, oh, I have this one centimeter spot on the outside of my right thigh. I don't think I should run today. Like. They just need to spend 24 hours in this house and watch me come down the stairs at 5 in the morning where I'm like hanging on to the railing. This (laughs) might be a dramatic... What do they say?
1: Dramatization.
3: Dramatization of actual events, but not too far off. Like hanging onto the like literally. I always think like I hope that railing. I hope Jesus really has that railing. I'm looking at it right now. Has that railing in there good? Because you know, plus I'm carrying Clark's bed and a blanket and my glasses and all this stuff. But like I'm hanging onto that railing, and that's definitely supporting some of my body weight because I've got stiffness. I've been lying still, not moving for eight hours you're going to have stiffness. So stay with it. It'll change. Yeah, there there is a time to back off, but it's not as often as you think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I definitely sound clumpy coming down the stairs. <laughs> First thing, like I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna wake my family yeah. up. Like I'm like, oh my god, my knee, what's going on with my knee? But then you get downstairs, you start your day, you're moving around, you do a little yoga stretch, you meditate, and all's good. Yeah,
3: I know. Beach yesterday, you were like, these these uh, stairs are getting even more squeaky. I'm like, no, you just sound like an elephant. <laughs>
1: Maybe that was me. It was you. The you're
3: like doubling your body. I did a weight. double
1: bike yesterday and. Just torched, but um, I think what we're talking about here. I love I love this conversation because really, what it is, it doesn't matter what the workout is—swimming, biking, running, whatever—you're all getting experiences and practicing. the uh the drive and will to pursue whatever it is that you guys are trying to achieve and yeah the mind constantly wants to get involved and says i don't have to run five miles today i can run you know 10 tomorrow uh, or i don't have to go out for that second run i can you know add mileage later on but that's the point of all these workouts and sessions is the, is to the test the mind to see and take a temperature gauge of where you're at in this commitment to yourself and and what you want to achieve because we're i love this forum here we're all coaches so we all want the best for ourselves but we all want the best for our athletes and so we see their potential and we see or we set them up to be in those experiences where where they do get challenged um and we need to provide that environment for them um i really am confident in in that um in that statement like to create this this stew for them to, to feel all the feels. And, and, you know, a lot of times it's not going to feel good and you're, you're, maybe you'll, uh, fail and you won't complete it, but next time you'll come back. And, you know, for, uh, for Daniel, maybe next time he doesn't take the rests um, in between, or maybe he sets it on a quicker interval. Um, but you won't know until you actually put yourself into that, that realm. So going, I know I've talked to Liz about this a lot, like just Lace up your shoes and put yourself on the other side of the front door. And I'm not saying Liz doesn't do that. But as we have discussions about <laughs> coaching, like have your athletes lace up your shoes and, and get on the front side, other side of the door and just start to walk and see where that takes you. And mo- off, most often, it leads to something more. It leads to uh, a great workout. I, can't, I wish I could recall the texts I get or notes in Peaks that say, oh, it was actually pretty good. So we got to fight through this. I just say fight through, but we got we to gotta embrace the beginning stages of this um, process, each run, each swim, each bike, um, each meditation, and begin to uh, just let it <laughs> get comfortable with the uncomfortable so that we get to the point where it's like, okay, this is so normal to me. This is so normal. I expect this. And I expect to be on the other side of it.
0: And it's beyond be to the mind. It's the mind that wants to keep you safe and small, and the more you sit in meditation or the more that you train the mind, you're going to be onto it quicker the next time, and you're going to get on the other side of that door quicker.
2: The mind or those around you, like be careful with, if you have people or friends, family around you that aren't in endurance sports, I'll throw out my wife, for example, who constantly when I'm walking down the stairs... (laughs) Gingerly, because I'm sore, she shakes her head and is like, "No, you need a day off. What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't need a day off. <laughs> I need to move the body is what I need to do." Yeah, but be on to that because you know those influences can wreck habit with your training as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, so be really, be really steadfast. Be really clear on your goals and your desires, and and keep moving. Towards those every day with your actions, so I think this is a good segue as we because to talk about camp when you were talking about the stew and to have all the experiences Mm. and the feelings because I think we definitely created a a stew at camp. But I want to start off by saying that this is the 300th episode, and in the study of numerology, which I like to pretend I know something about, um, 300 is the number three. So three plus zero plus zero equals three. And three is the symbol of confidence and self-reliance, reminding ourselves to hold ourselves in high esteem at all times. So I think that's beautiful. Mm. So if you take anything away from this podcast, take away that, you know, and I'll quote a little bit from the Gita here, that um, never be degraded by the self-will. Never be degraded by the self-will. And when I dug into that with my teacher, like, what does that mean? Don't be degraded. And he said, it's that voice in your head that says that you're weak, that says that you can't do this. Like, never. That is, that is you know, such a violation of who we truly are. And every, we were talking about this yesterday in the Awake Athlete Meetup about that self-critical voice and having techniques and stuff to, um, you know, tools to, to counteract it, not fight it, not punish it, but just... You know, interrupt it. So, um, yeah, So, hold yourself in high esteem at all times because every single person on this podcast and listening to this podcast and producing this podcast for us behind the scenes is absolutely amazing. And I hope we can all feel that somewhere in our hearts. We can open to that. So, let's dive into um, let's dive into camp, um, Daniel, I want to start with you. What uh, what were your expectations going into it? And, and how did it go for you? Cause you, cause neither of you, you guys haven't led one of our, well, Liz, you did help us out a lot last year in virtual camp, but neither of you have um, been to in-person camp before, uh, let alone coming as, you know, uh, two of the, the main leaders of the, of the assault (laughs) 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 on the ego. Uh, so yeah, Daniel, what were your expectations and how did it go for you?
2: Um, that's a hard uh, question to answer. I don't know that I had, uh, I don't know what my expectations were other than I felt very unprepared going into it. Like I felt like I needed to have more experience or, you know, coached in person before or, you know, it's all the, the mind chatter that was like, killing me leading up to it um so yeah i just um i guess i don't know what that translate into expectation but i just didn't think or i didn't feel like i was going to be received very well so um yeah going into it i was a little um a little um Nervous, I guess. Oh
3: my gosh, (laughs) Um, I had no idea. That's amazing. Me neither. None of that crossed our minds at all. We were just like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Daniel's going to be here sharing his gifts all over the place. Um, So how did it go for you? You're so strong. How did it go for you, Daniel?
2: Camp was, it was amazing. I mean, definitely, I highly recommend anybody to go to camp. I mean, we've had opportunities to see what something like this would be like. Um, you know living locally with you guys and getting you know small groups of the team together um, and how much fun and um, and what great experiences we've had doing that um, and that's just like a small snapshot of what camp was camp was like that on steroids like it was just like so much fun um, I mean it was fun, but at the same time it was like rewarding and challenging and like it really like pushed your buttons at times and like, uh, made you get out of your comfort zone and, uh, you know, face your fears and do things that you never thought possible. You know, not just me, but, you know, watching the athletes go through the similar, um, situations, you know, doing things that they never thought they, they could do. I mean, it, it was just so much, um, joy to watch them, um, get through that. Yeah, It's such a great bonding experience to meet all those Mm -hmm. people and just, they're all so amazing. It just was, yeah, Yeah. I had it. Yeah. I can't say, you know, enough about how great it was.
3: That's awesome. Liz, how about you? What were your expectations going into it
0: and how did it go for you? I don't think I had any expectations. Mine was more around just keep continuing to bring myself back to the present moment and not getting there before I got there. And what I was traveling from the East coast. So I often can get a little anxious about that, like packing and airport and getting there. And, um, but this time I just really focused on being present, probably meditated a little bit more. I had, and I came in a little early. I allowed myself to have a full day there, which was awesome. Like, I got up my first morning there. I stayed in my pajamas till 11. I had coffee outside. Like, it was just amazing. So, um, I would say the things I thought about beforehand were around— because I, I coach the kids here, so I'm used to being up in front and coaching and doing all of that. And— um, so it wasn't around that. It was more about that I would be leading meditations and would the people in the group be open to hearing someone else's voice besides Jess as leading those meditations. And then I had to, and then I would say to myself that you just need to be you and it will resonate with who it resonates with and who it doesn't. That's okay. Okay. And that's how it is in anything in life anyway. So I would say mine was more around that. But the more I got closer to camp, that just started falling away. Um, and I knew that I would just be myself once I was there. And I love i love to coach in person, actually. <laughs> so that's like a huge um, part of who I am. So I had an amazing time. I would say for me, yeah, I'm like totally with Daniel. It was an amazing experience. I, um, because not only was I coaching, but also participating. So it was like, almost like a double endurance event. (laughs) And (laughs) being on all the time is something I, like, It's not something we do all the time. But in a situation where you're at camp for five days, it was a place for me to practice being on in moments when I wanted to run and close my door and have time to myself. Um, And I don't mean that in a bad way or anything like that. It was just like where you're just faced with that situation of like needing to regroup a little bit. But knowing also you could get up for a couple minutes and walk away and then come back. So, um, and the people that came were amazing. Being in service of all of them in different ways was amazing. Having one on one time with each of them. Um, oh, and I would say <laughs> the other thing before coming was like, I was like, I'm not going in the pool. <laughs> I'm not. Do, I will come and support everybody else, but I am not going in the pool. And the first our first meeting was at the pool and I like <laughs> it took a minute. And I like serve You're me at the
2: come. pool. You're coming up with all kinds of excuses driving to the pool, why you could not get in the pool.
0: Oh, dish, Daniel!
3: What yeah. was she saying?
0: So the funny thing was was like, I mean, Daniel and I like because we I, it should have been a show, like a coach show of me and Daniel driving around during camp and the conversations we were having. Because I'm like, oh, Daniel, you're learning a lot about me that you didn't know before. Massachusetts driving, <laughs> talking to the other drivers. Um, I was totally like, I, I I seriously forgot a towel. I'm like, Well I don't have a towel. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and Karen's like and then somebody who was coming was like, I have a towel.
2: I'm like, I think there was something before that though. What was the excuse before that? <laughs> I can't remember. There was something before we were you know, all the shoulder and okay. then the shoulder and then something else. I don't know. Yeah. See,
0: we do it too. Well, I do it. Um, so I have something going on with my shoulder every now and then. And um, I, uh, I've been blaming it on various things. And um, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to use my arm. And, you know, leave it to you guys. Like, you can do this. You can do this. I'm like. Like, it was just funny. And I got in the pool. And I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then the second time we went back to the pool, I literally, I actually swam with goggles. So that, it was a big deal. Like, I saw you with those, Coach saw Liz. you with those goggles on. Yeah, mm-hmm. Coach Liz got in the pool and I had a great time. And I, and I remember that I used to like to swim like that. So, um, I, yeah. So it was awesome. It, it was, yeah. So as a
3: runner, how did, how did the body feel? Like you don't have to go in there and be like Michael Phelps, you know, like, no. going crazy, swimming all these laps and everything. You don't have to, do that but even just what you did you guys did some vertical kicking you did some freestyle you did some uh work with the kickboard like how did the body feel after those swim sessions
0: well at first I was like 25 yards is
1: far (laughs) (laughs) well the first session was in the 50 meter well the first session too was
0: 50 and I was like this is really far Like so, when we that, when I came back the second time and I was doing the laps, I'm like, thank God it's this way. Yeah. I couldn't. It
3: do was long. Co- the, other the, way. the pool was set up long course for the first day, which we were so excited about. We're like, what an awesome setup for the athletes because we had two pool swims and an ocean swim. So I was like, oh, we can do long course the first day, short course second day, ocean third day. It was perfect. But yeah, I wasn't um, didn't think about it for the runners that that would have felt like a a really. Long way. <laughs>
0: um, I, no, I loved swimming, especially the second time because we were coming off some huge running and vert and the legs were tired and sore, um, really made a huge difference, Yeah, huge difference. And it was just awesome to be swimming, honestly. And that second time the sun was out. Yeah, it was amazing. I think that's, and every single person got in the pool. Everybody was in the pool.
3: I think that's getting. We're going to have to pull that as a quote, Liz saying, it was great to be in the pool. Well,
1: can you... <laughs> can repeat, Liz repeat,
3: said, repeat. We'll just <laughs> loop that thing in.
1: So you had all this luggage. You took all this baggage with you from the car. No, to... li-
3: literally, Daniel had so much luggage.
1: <laughs> well, Daniel did have luggage. Yes. But Liz... I'm and kidding. I'm local. <laughs>
0: He's just like suitcase after suitcase after suitcase. I
1: know I had to pull out his yoga mat. Was like could even.
0: <laughs> no, he showed up at my place to store it before his was ready, and I'm like, what? What is all of this? Where are you living here now? Like what's happening? And then he like in one suitcase had like yoga blocks and the meditation pillow, and I'm like, oh, I get it. And it's true. When you're local, you can easily travel with that. I'm like, I was limited one bag.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What was the turning point, Liz? Like, can you pinpoint, like, what was the final, like, you finally jumped in the pool? Like, can you recall, like, what was the actual, was it like, I'm not going to listen to these thoughts anymore or everybody's doing it? Like, can you recall, like, what actually made you just like jump into the, jump into the pool?
0: The
3: first time?
1: Yeah. that, That long course day. You're like shut up, BJ. I'm just going to jump in.
0: I I know what it is because she shared it with me. Oh. Um. Oh, remind me, Jess. What was it <laughs> you said? I need to live the example from for the mm. for the others. Well, yeah, and that's basically what I was just yeah. going to say. Is like I I didn't have a choice. Mm. Like I had a choice, but I didn't have a choice. Like my mind was trying to tell me one thing. But I knew I was going to go in the pool, so the chatter was just my mind. Even though the whole time I was going to go in, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, you knew you'd sh- you'd show up and and live the demonstration, um, and that yeah, that's exactly. why you're one of our coaches. Um, yeah. Hey, Daniel, is there anything that um, you would have liked to? Well, this is a question for both of you, but I'll start with Daniel. Um, anything you liked. Would have liked to see on see on the schedule that wasn't there, like something, anything that uh, we could add in for next year. Or, I mean, not that we we would have to lose something because <laughs> that schedule was tight.
2: I mean, I think we, I think you did an amazing job with the schedule.
3: Did it leave you um, wanting more?
2: I think maybe more opportunities to personally, to bike. Mm. Um, You know, we only had really, I think, two bike days. We had three bikes. Oh, no, the first day. Oh, we had
3: three bikes, but you led the run on the first day. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, see, my experience is completely different than if I was there as an athlete, because I probably would have, I would have biked more. But, um, what else? Um, I can't think of anything <laughs> off the top of my head because I mean it was a pretty packed yeah. schedule.
3: Did it leave you wanting more? Mm-hmm. Will you come back and coach with us again?
2: Oh, absolutely. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Liz, it was so much fun. What
3: about you? Is there anything you would have liked to see or anything we can um, to make it better? Or mm-hmm. did it leave you wanting more?
0: Well, when I come back next time, am I driving Daniel around? <laughs> Dri- driving miss
3: daniel Liz
1: wants more chauffeur <laughs> details were you
3: driving daniel <laughs> around no, I, or what were I, you bossing daniel around <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i wasn't bossing, she wasn't bossing i'm only kidding no we were often like we each of us would come into the car with something that we were helping the other one you with. guys are awesome like, i loved i loved like, watching the two of you together Even towards the end, I'm like after dinner on Sunday night, like time to go. (laughs) Let's get in the car. (laughs) But there was a couple times where he like the one time when you helped me parallel park. I'm like I can't do this. I can't parallel park. I'm terrible at parallel parking. (laughs) All right, so let
3: Um, so uh yeah, you and Daniel might be paired up again.
0: (laughs) Oh, did it leave you wanting more? Um, Yeah. I I mean, I loved it. Like it was, um, yeah, I, I'm with Daniel. It was like a great schedule. It's funny. I'd be in moments where I'm like, there's no free time. And then I would have free time. Like it, like it all worked out. It was just the mind Wanting to be like, oh, Liz, you want to come over here?
3: Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, I was really trying to bake in that that free time. Um, but it's an interesting schedule, right? Because it's not like just come out here and swim, bike, and run. Because we don't just have triathletes. We have triathletes and we have runners. And, and from day one... We always want to be inclusive, so it's all levels right which is yeah. Which is such a gift that we have all four of us because we would always have an A team and a B team, right? Like anybody yeah. wanted to run off the front uh, with Clark, uh, they could run off the front and um but it's not just swim, bike run or run it's. Um, we had a cacao ceremony. <laughs> we yeah. had a journaling workshop, we, which is yeah. so important, I think, for athletes, the journaling. We had a bike mechanics workshop. We had a vegan-powered athlete workshop. We had meditation. We had yoga. Like, and, uh, and to fit that in and to create a schedule like that, it's a lot of you know doing it and walking away and letting it sit. And, um, yeah, I think, I think it was pretty good. I think I, think I get better and better at it.
0: It was a good balance. Like when you really looked at the schedule of physical and then having the yoga and the meditation and a, what you know what one thing I love too is everybody that came no one everybody participated in each of the I things. I know. Yeah, they did. Like people could have said I'm not coming to the journaling workshop with Liz. I want I'd rather rest. Um, no, everybody came. They were all interested, and <laughs> I totally forgot about the journaling. Like I love teaching that part too. Like that was that I loved. You know what I loved? Being able to share all the things that I love. Yeah. So running and coaching a workout form <laughs> drills. My favorite.
1: All all, all I I, drills were your favorite. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. You're like, That's right. You're like, you said that was your favorite. No, this is definitely my favorite. And we were
3: so um, cooked. So Liz ran or coached us in a track workout the day after. Uh, w- it was Sunday. Saturday morning was our big endurance day where we basically took a group good. of bikers up the toughest bike route in San Diego, and we took a group of runners on the toughest trail route in San Diego. And then Liz uh, made us do all these form drills, which were so necessary to be able to remind our muscles. We were so sore. And um, yeah, she was like, no, this is my favorite drill. No, this is my favorite drill. It was so fun. But that day, that, that long endurance day was pretty epic. We woke up to uh, a tsunami warning. I remember walking to your Airbnb, Liz, and it was literally, it was like end of days. Like it was being, it was like coming from helicopters overhead. Like I could hear the announcement. And my thir- first thought was like, well, we're fine because we're going to the mountains. And then I was like, but Clark's not. And I was just like, okay, here's your surrender. Here's your letting go. So there's always all these great behind the, behind the scenes things going on. But yeah, like to see you shining uh, that day and track, like it's just you can tell that you
0: love that so much. And then I also got to lead meditations, which is another passion. So it was, to me, just, I don't know, included all the things that I've been doing these last few years that I could bring all together at, at the YT camp. It was awesome.
3: So cool. Well, thank you both so much for being there. And, um, you know, if you asked me the day before camp, I would have been like, we're taking 2023 off, but that is not true. That is not true. It's like you're never going to do
0: another ultra, Yes. right? You do the ultra like, oh Oh, God. And then like three days later, I'm like, oh my God, that race looks really good. (laughs) And so, yeah, so of course we're doing
3: it in 2023. We're thinking about moving it back to February. We're thinking about doing it. I don't know. That I don't know.
1: January has been like the weather, about maybe, except for that weekend, has been
3: Maybe doing it like so a amazing. couple weekends after in January. We're going we're gonna to look at that. But 2023 is on people. So, um, you know, uh, everyone who messaged us and said, oh, I definitely would have come if I knew. Like, okay, well, then definitely come and let your yes be yes.
1: <laughs> you know, one thing I would have added um, to camp that um, Ooh, that we didn't that we did in the first camp when we were all together was we had a cooking session. Like uh, we yeah. all cooked pizzas, oh. hands-on cooking. Like some people wanted to know, like how we eat, like how do you make pizza, and it was a pizza night. So we made like tons of different pizzas, gluten-free and veggie and all sorts of things. So I think that really brought people, you know, hands-on, like into. Um, into the cooking element of things. But we also had a big kitchen at one of those rent. We had two rental places that had an enormous kitchen. So maybe we bring that, uh, that if that, um, sounds good to you guys. I don't know if, if that, um, cause none of you experienced that the first year, but it, um, it was a cool aspect of camp. it. Was,
2: I actually was kind of crossed my mind as Liz was talking about, like the journaling workshop and all the workshops were great. And if we had some kind of workshop to show them how easy it can be to eat plant-based. Yeah. Yeah. It's and so we could have done it at my place.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because we had that whole huge mm-hmm. table on the outside, so we could definitely easily do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah, that
3: was a missing piece. There was a, a little bit of a, an agenda there where I wanted to keep everything outside open air, right? Like um, yeah. there was right. there, there was, you know, there's still some things tagging along in our life, right? That um, where we we had this opportunity in San Diego to be outside and even the restaurants we went to were open air. And I think that lended a nice level of comfort for everyone. And so I did entertain doing something like that. And I thought, all right, this year, you know what, let's go out to eat. We went to Pure Taco, which was amazing. Then we went to The Plot and absolutely Destroyed the menu.
1: What about Lofty? I think we're at Lofty twice, <laughs> twice a day.
0: I don't even live out there, and they know me. <laughs> Liz. Anybody in Carlsbad, go and order the Liz. <laughs> Liz has a has a latte named after her. Um,
2: <laughs> I tried I tried to order the Liz. Go at another coffee shop the other day, and they're like, we don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> Liz needs to expand her 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 visits. <laughs> no we're gonna shop.
0: have to. Do you, Daniel, did you forget how to order? Like, okay, what's what's the Liz? People I, want to know what's the Liz.
2: I thought I thought you had I thought you had named it already. It
0: oh, everywhere! I know. I just have to put it out there. I'll put it on um, Insta. So it is an oat milk vanilla latte with cinnamon powder, steamed in the oat. Milk. That's what's so key about. That's what makes it the Liz. Yeah, it's key. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Sw-
3: switching gears.
1: All right. So, uh, what are some of the themes you guys are working on? Um, so we're leaving camp, but um, and we want to get <laughs> bye bye to, camp, bye bye camp.
3: You're done. We're moving on. See
1: you Thank um, you, <laughs> you,
3: athletes, for coming. We love you. We know we we, <laughs> yes. we we challenged you, and sometimes you didn't really like us, but you guys are all amazing.
1: But what are some themes you guys are working on um, with your athletes right now? Something that, um, or some things, some themes that seem to be reoccurring, especially as we transition again, right, into another race season. I'm sure people have races that are still left over from 2020 that they're catching up on. Um, can you guys speak to anything that's um, that's been in your awareness?
3: Like with the intent that um, we can, knowing that if if there's a theme that we're working on with athletes, that there's probably athletes listening that can resonate with it and and with the intention to share some knowledge around that to help them, to assist them.
0: Nobody needs our help. I think for me a consistent theme in coaching those I coach is just that continual reminder of right here, right now, and that you're not running the race today. um, and helping them work through doubt that comes up and not telling them that they shouldn't feel the doubt. I think sometimes when we think like, be in the present moment, right here, right now, and we're saying like, don't feel the feeling. No, that's not what what I'm saying at all. I'm saying, bring yourself back to the present moment. Allow the doubt, allow the fear to come up and move through you so that you can move forward and be here in the work you need to do today. Yeah. So I would I would say that's a consistent theme for me, and that and re- and remembering what the goal is. In that, sometimes in reaching the goal, you have to build the base first. Yeah. Yeah. The building, the base.
1: trusting, trusting that <laughs> the paces, yeah. efforts, fitness you have now is not the break. Paces, fitness, and effort that you're going to be, that's going to be available to you come race day, three, six, nine months, 12 months down the road, right? And it's that trust that that we're guiding you, guiding you along this this path so that you will peak for the race. Because, you know, I've, I've experienced it myself where I want to see the paces now that I can hit and then hold that pace for 10 weeks. And that's just not possible, um, you're probably going to burn out. So yeah, I love that, Liz. It's <laughs> the doubt is good. Doubt's okay. Like it, the doubt and fear, it's okay. But get get comfortable. Like okay, well, I see myself feeling that. I'm going to trust that. You know, my watch says one thing, but come race day, uh, the possibilities of of something else is is extremely possible, extremely high. Yeah, I love that.
3: I love the way you describe that, Liz. Yeah, <clears throat> present moment means that you're not going to be. Uh, that you're not going to feel anger. <laughs> present moment doesn't. Mean, <laughs> it means that you're present and fully available to feel that anger, and you're fully available in the present moment to be in that, um, be in a state where you're you're you have a gap between where your focus is and where all those thoughts are, and that's that's a masterful way to live. Like BJ said, getting more comfortable with feeling that stuff. We were never taught how to process Mm -hmm. feelings and we need to learn how to process feelings. Like, and how do you process them? You feel them, you feel them and feel them through presence, feel them with a connection to what's happening right now. Your breath, the feeling, the, you know, your body, feel your feet, um, and watch those thoughts because they are rarely true. They are all from the past. That's it. They're all from the past. They're stories, uh that's brilliant. That's that's just that's life changing. Like that's amazing that as a coach that you can offer that um to your athletes. Daniel, how about you? What's going on what's going on with
2: uh I think I think it, something going on right now is just having them focus on what they can do. Um because as triathletes there's always going to be some niggles here and there and it's, you know, they want, um, they want to be at the level they were before, but they might have to back off on certain aspects. And that's one of the great things about triathlete is that we got so many options, swim, bike, run, yoga, um, strength training. So there's so many things we can do. So if we could get them to focus on, what they can and not worry about what niggle they have or what <clears throat> opportunity they have in the body, then um, when the time is right, they're going to come back stronger than before.
3: Yeah. And, and by focusing on what you can do, you won't be focusing on the worry anymore. So you might have that worry, that anxiousness come up, but in that present moment, you feel that and you and you move forward in the direction of what you can do. Because when we start indulging those thoughts about the worry, the mind catastrophizes and worry is praying for exactly what we don't want to have happen, happen. There's no better way to get injured than to be worried about getting injured. I mean, it, you're just a magnet. And so... You will attract let's say i'm I'm fearful of uh you know a a calf injury or something like that, and i'm indulging all that commentary about being fearful of it and i'm getting i'm in that catastrophizing mindset uh, which I have been right so i 'm speaking from experience here I will attract the very thing i'm fearing or it's equal, so it could be my shin right or my thigh or my arm or my shoulder or whatever it is and so this this idea of focusing on what we can do, this idea that Liz was talking about, not idea, but this concept, this practice, this, this masterful way to navigate your life as an athlete to focus on what is true in this moment. What's true in this moment is that I can meditate more. Well, there's nothing more healing than meditation because it puts you in the parasympathetic nervous system so your body can heal. When we did our eight-hour meditation on Christmas Eve, I was just like, my body is healing for eight hours straight. Like, oh my God, what a gift I'm giving my body. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. And these are really common themes. And it's funny that the things that really, really um, ail us is, is, stems from the mental peace. You know, our relationship to what's happening, because I hate to tell you, but we are all going to have those niggles and sometimes they're going to grow and sometimes they are going to become something that's going to hold us out of running or whatever it may be, but we'll come back. So in those moments, what can we do? And so, Daniel, your job is to just guide and remind and Liz, guide and remind and Jess and BJ, guide and remind. Yeah.
2: It's so much energy wasted focusing on what you can't do it's like take that energy put it into what you can do get stronger at you know if it's if it's the running piece that you can't do get stronger at your swimming get stronger at your biking focus on that don't even worry about the run right now yeah. the run will come along. yeah
3: there's nothing more empowering than when you have let's just use the word injury when you have an injury and you're actually getting stronger during the injury I, I don't think there's anything more empowering than that
1: yeah. Yeah. I that's I completely agree with that. Shifting energy to what you can do and that usually comes from being injured, right? We we feel the suck, we feel that pain, we feel the depression, the sadness. And uh when we can quickly shift it to gratitude or something we can do, we we immediately build momentum or continue momentum. Um so there's another way and I feel as coaches and this is what I I, I I've been working on um is that we got to have fun with this, right? We got to have fun with this experience and you know, I'll call it off-season what we're in right now or, or the building season. Like it's okay to go for hikes, it's okay to go skiing, it's okay to go for long walks. Um it's okay to swim and just just float. Like there's things that can that can keep momentum going. So the alternative in my experience is that nothing happens, right? Uh, It's zero. Uh, It's red on training peaks. Well, the alternative to that is you can message your coach and you can say, well, I I can't, I, I, I'm unable to get this workout in. What can I do? And I, and I really feel strongly about that opportunity as coaches, uh, with yogi triathlete, that we allow for that, like we provide that environment where we can help you, we can give you something every day, and if it's not possible, what's on Training Peaks, we can give you something else, because uh, I believe the theme is is in all of this is keeping that momentum going, and when you have momentum going, it doesn't matter the form, it doesn't, it doesn't matter as long as you're continuing to move forward um, with doing a little bit of something, uh, it's going to pay dividends in the end. It trains that muscle of the mind. And I say this so many times, Michael Phelps, many small wins every day was a big piece of his success. Many little wins every day. If that means you're really focused on brushing your teeth three times today, like amazing, great. You're going to have cleaner teeth and you're, you're moving yourself forward to health, uh, in my opinion. So it, it can be as small as that. So, I really, I really, I really trust that this, this momentum kick, um, can pull us through many moments of, of injury that we're, that we're talking about and, and shifting to what, what things we can do to keep that momentum going. Cause starting it up again, it's like a stalled car and you got to push that car up the hill. It takes a lot of energy to keep starting and pushing and then you stop and then you got to push the car again. And it's, Constantly using unnecessary um, energy, which could be shifted in other ways.
2: Yeah,
0: awesome. When I think it's just it's a that shift. It's a shift in your mindset. Instead of like dwelling on whatever the sensation or injury is, and shifting it to solution energy is where the magic happens. I had a situation just on Tuesday morning where. I was only in day two of birthday mile week and I'm running down the street and I'm like, what the hell is that in my foot? Like, what is going on in the top of my foot? And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to run for four minutes. I'm going to walk for one minute. And I'm like, you know what? It actually hurts worse when I walk. So I'm going to keep jogging. And then, so I came home and I had another run later that day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try a different pair of shoes. Something is telling me to try a different pair of shoes. So I put on my other Hoka's, got on the treadmill, and actually felt fine. Now, I could have been like, oh, my God, my foot, I bet you it's got like some kind of, it's broken, I think it's beginning to break, I can't get my miles in, my birthday mile week is over, it's over. But I just stayed in the moment and it was like, I just kept moving forward. I'm like, well, no matter what, I got to get back to where my car is um, so that I could get home. And it, I just kept going. And it's that shift to solution energy or not like being in the sensation that the change can happen.
3: Yeah. Brilliant. Brill. Who says Brill? Oh, the guy on Parenthood, Brill. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, parent, it's weird that Parenthood's like one of our favorite shows. Okay, so, all right, one final question. Daniel, what was your first car? Tell us a little story about it.
2: My first car, <laughs> My first car was a Honda CRX Ooh. two-seater.
3: Oh, nice. <sighs> was it fast?
2: Which? Yeah, it was fast. Yeah. So. That was fast. Yeah, I was 16, bought it myself.
0: How much was it?
2: it? I don't remember. I don't (laughs) care. I had been working, I got my first job when I was 13 and basically was just saving for a car to be able to drive myself around. Yeah? Any good stories (laughs) from that? Maybe not the wisest, maybe not the wisest (laughs) car to have where I grew up. Because I got constantly pulled over and harassed
1: by the police.
2: Because you look like so, a punk. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sans beard. <laughs> what? Yeah, Wait, did you did. have that beard?
3: <laughs> no. What color was it? Black. Tinted windows.
2: Tinted windows. Spoiler.
3: Well, there's
2: where I could put spoiler on it. Yeah, now we're talking. Okay. Automatic or manual? <laughs> Uh, it was automatic. No, no, manual. Big speakers in the back. <laughs>
3: this is what I wanted to get to. All right.
1: What was cr- yeah, that? Was a different time for sure. What was cranking on this radio or the tape player?
2: Um, like Easy E and <laughs> like, like whatever. Like, yeah, it was bad. Not bass. <laughs> Yeah, that's
0: awesome, yeah. Liz. What about you? Run DMC
2: and <laughs> Beastie Boys. And, yeah. Beastie Boys are awesome. <laughs>
0: My husband loves the Beastie Boys. Um, a Volkswagen Rabbit. Oh, oh, like the old school rabbits. I loved those. It was red convertible. Typical. No, she would have said um,
1: cabriolet. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And um, it was a stick shift, and um, typical me, I'm like, I'll figure it out, because <laughs> I didn't know how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> I remember the first time you're on a hill with a stick shift, and you don't know how to drive a stick It freaks you out. I'm like, oh my God, I can't get up the hill. <laughs> um, And then I didn't realize that um, in order to start the car, the seatbelts needed to be in, and... I at the time was at my boyfriend's. Aunt. I was 18 when I bought it, and I was freaking out, thinking I I bought a broken car. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I like plugged in, the, I'm like, oh, that's that was that was that was before I meditated all the time, and I wasn't very peaceful and calm.
3: In the oh, I can I was we'll freaking. Out. I can relate. I can relate to that. Maybe like. A couple decades of my life. Um, What were you pumping through the speakers? Oh, that's a good question.
0: Let's see. It would have been 1986 or 87. Um, I don't remember, to be honest. I liked all different. I I still, to this day, it could have been one day Barry Manilow. The next day, Ice, Ice, Baby. I don't know. All right. I like it. B-
3: Rob, Rob, I'm still laughing about Daniel <laughs> with the big speakers. Uh, probably way too overpowering for a Honda CRX. Uh, Beach, what about you? What was your first car?
1: My first car was a, a Chevy Spectrum. It was gray, hatchback. Nicknamed? The Chevy Rectum. <laughs> um, and I didn't get it. Did I get it in high school? I got it in the last year of high school. I had to pay for it. It was $2,300. It was up the street at the top of my street was a gas station that sold cars and <laughs> that was one of the ones that I that was available. so I, I had that. Um, yeah, it was a stick shift. I remember that and I didn't really have a good stereo, but I you know my buddy Ross and I we finagled the new stereo in there and we put some pumping speakers in. Um,
3: what were the jams?
1: So the jams were anywhere from you know Bobby Brown and New Edition. Um, oh, no. all the way to, this is something, um, uh, when I would go to basketball games, I would, you know, drive to my high school and I would sit in the car and I guess this was meditation back then. I would listen to Yanni, um, and Enya. Oh, yeah. Yanni. And Enya, yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. Enya fan. And, uh, I don't think too many people know that, but now they do. <laughs> uh, and that, that car dr- dr- got me all the way through, I think, I want to say college. So it got me like four or five years. Um, oh, in college, it was actually the, the keg car because you could <laughs> cover the back with some blankets. Um, and I was the only one with a car. So we definitely threw some kegs in there.
3: Nice. Yeah.
0: Very cool.
1: What was your first car?
0: You listening oh. to Enya, me listening to Barry Manilow. <laughs> we should.
3: <laughs> oh Times God. have changed. Uh, 1984 Camaro, brown, four cylinder, all hood. The doors were so heavy. I remember uh, we were going to um, Gallo Ice Arena for a sandwich high school hockey game, and I took a left turn, turn maybe at kind of a high speed, and my girlfriend literally fell out of the car because the doors were so heavy that, like, you could barely shut them. And my boyfriend at the time was, like, captain of the soccer team, and he was, like, prep, prep guy. And I hung out with everyone. I You know, with that car, I could park in the druggy parking lot. I could park in the preppy parking lot because I was the girlfriend of a preppy guy. And um, it was great for burnouts and all of that. But, uh, oh, my God, I remember he was so embarrassed driving around in that car. But um, pumping through was absolutely like Led Zeppelin. Journey, probably Journey, Journey. but definitely Led Zeppelin. Ramble on was like one of my favorite songs. Probably still to this day is one of my favorite songs. Pink Floyd. My this is all my brother. My brother got me into all of this. And um, oh, what was and Tesla love song. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you know who else? Genesis. Mm. Genesis. I love Genesis. Yeah, it was my sister's car, and she went to college. She's six years older than me, so then I got it and got to drive around it. I didn't really like it, but then again, I kind of did like it. So, yeah. That was
0: fun. (laughs) Now, if we want to talk about the first car I ever drove, now the first car I got to drive when I got my license— was an Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser station wagon <laughs> with paneling down the side. Oh, yeah. But I was the first one to get my license, and you could fit like eight kids in that car. Because who needed seatbelts? No, nobody. So that's
3: awesome. And that had like the seating in the way back, right? Oh, Pop yeah. Pop up the seats. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. oh, no, there was no seat. You just sat back. There. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love this. Like we get to learn a little bit about uh, us, you guys, and share that, right? Everybody had their first car and their first car stories. Um, but thanks so much. Uh, Liz, I know it's late for you. You're so awesome to stay up for us and go right to bed, <laughs> go right to bed. <clears throat> um, yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for, you know, I can't even, I can't believe this is our three, 300th episode. I remember sitting at the kitchen table watching YouTube videos, breathing through the frustration um, and uh, just like not having any idea how to do any of this. And could I imagine that, you know, almost six years later, I would not only be sitting in my living room in California, but that I would know the two of you, that you would be a part of this Yogi Triathlete experience. And and uh, a part of our mission and just really, really important people to us and and to our athletes. And we feel incredibly blessed to have you on board and to have you as our guests today. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. We feel the same about you guys. And I just want to add, as she said, sitting at her kitchen table, watching YouTube videos, you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I remember listening to the very first episode when I first met you guys and so listen to that and to now and to get to know you guys through each and every episode has been amazing, mm-hmm. and to see your growth. Yeah, I was trying so hard. <laughs>
3: I love I love. I wasn't that.
1: even trying. I was just like, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything.
0: Yeah, you were like, I have tape <laughs> over my mouth. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I was like, did what you, the hell? I started you used
1: this? to never talk.
0: Yeah, well, I was like, what
3: the hell? I started this podcast, like, dude, you gotta, you gotta talk.
2: So.
0: I remember listening and sitting in my car and being like,
1: <laughs> speak up.
0: Why are you not talking? <laughs> and well, and I had to learn to, sh-
3: you know, shut my mouth too. So I had to stop talking in order for him to talk. But we figured out. Got a nice little flow. I feel flow. like we've got a better flow now. I hope 300 episodes. But, uh, you know, a little bit every day over a long period of time, we get better and better every day in every way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Daniel, why don't we start a podcast? <laughs> Why don't you guys do that? I love it. You could take one of the
2: episodes
0: every month if you'd like. Driving around with Coach Daniel and Coach Liz.
2: It might only work if we're driving around doing the podcast.
0: I think you're right. We have to be driving around and record and then
2: yeah.
3: put it all together. Okay. Well, I like this. So we might put you to the task when you come out here. Liz is going to be
2: – okay. Maybe we'll start a trend. Yeah. yeah. That will be the new thing to do. Yeah.
0: I got three weeks. We got three weeks, Daniel, when I come out. All right. I love it. I know you guys are All right, thanks, guys.
3: dying to get back into the car with each other. <laughs> All
1: right. Thanks, guys.
0: Peace out. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you.